Welcome to a TLP snippet, parenting wisdom in five minutes or less. I'm your host, A.M. Brewster, and today I might need a little more than five minutes because I need to share with you a startling news story coming out of Ontario, Canada. The original news story was written by Sarah Taylor and published by The Blaze on June 5th. The article tells about Bill 89, also horrendously entitled the Supporting Children, Youth, and Families Act of 2017, which allows the government of Canada to intervene in someone's home if they do not support the, quote, gender expression or sexuality of their children. The Minister of Child and Family Services was quoted saying that he would consider parental discrimination on the base of gender identity a form of abuse when a child identifies as one way and a caregiver is saying, no, you need to do this differently. He also said if it's abuse and if it's within the definition, a child can be removed from that environment and placed into protection where the abuse stops. In addition, the act removed any and all language that allowed parents to rear their children under their own religious beliefs. The article also quotes Jack Vanessica, the senior political strategist for the Campaign for Life Coalition, as saying, With the passage of Bill 89, we've entered an era of totalitarian power by the state, such as was never witnessed before in Canada's history. Make no mistake, Bill 89 is a grave threat to Christians and all people of faith who have children or who hope to grow their family through adoption. The government now has the authority to bust down your door and seize your biological children if you are known to oppose LGBT ideology and the fraudulent theory of gender identity if, for instance, some claim is made that your child may be same-sex attracted or confused about their gender." Unquote. When it comes to the church, Vanessica brought up very important concerns. He said, Why has the most powerful spiritual body in this province not lifted a finger nor raised a voice to oppose this tyranny against Christian families and those from other faiths? The lack of spiritual leadership is killing us. Every single time that liberals, either federally or provincially, roll out the LGBT juggernaut to take away our rights or to demonize us as bigots, we hear nothing but silence from the church. This has to stop." Ladies and gentlemen, we here at Truth Love Parent will not keep silent. Many of our listeners live in Canada, and many others live in areas of the world where they and their children could be killed for their faith. So a large percentage of you already know what it's like to live under such tyranny. But for those of us who live in America and who feel like we have nothing to worry about, may I say that Satan is not taking a break. Just because we have a conservative-leaning president in office now does not mean that our culture is poised on the threshold of not only attacking the Christian family, but also Christians themselves. In January of 2016, I wrote an article for Taking Back the Bible entitled, How to Kill a Christian. In there, I outline exactly how a society that once embraced Christianity can, in a few short decades, become a society that legalizes the persecution of Christians, and it only takes three tiny steps. My first observation was that a government that takes the life of a Christian solely for being a Christian must first make Christianity illegal. Even though capital punishment isn't as popular in America now as in previous decades, our government already possesses the power to dispatch those individuals whose crimes are so egregious that the public must be protected from them at all costs. But Christianity in America is not currently illegal. So what would have to happen to make it illegal in the U.S.? Well, two, a government that makes Christianity illegal must first convince the culture that Christianity is harmful. All laws are created because the lawgivers, whether they be parents, teachers, kings, or republics, have decided that certain words and actions are harmful to the culture. In America, our Constitution allows for representatives of the people who act in accordance with the people's wishes to create laws. 
Therefore, the majority of people would have to be persuaded that the beliefs and actions of Christians are so harmful to the public that laws must be enacted to protect the nation from Christianity. Some would rightly argue this is already happening to Christians in America. But for those of you who do not see those laws as being designed to target Christians, how would a government demonize Christianity if they did want to make it illegal? Well, number three, a government that demonizes Christianity must first persuade the nation that Christianity is divergent. Not all things that one people group find harmful are viewed the same by another. A facet of the U.S. believes vaccinations are deadly, while another believes them to be necessary for survival. How does one group persuade others to join their side? The best way to convince the nation that Christianity is harmful would be to provide factual evidence of the destructive nature of Christianity. But since there is no contemporary or historical evidence of negatives growing from biblical Christianity, naysayers will have to either lie or take the sneaky approach, generalization. The sins of Christians, which are clearly condemned by scripture, must be made to seem like the actual tenets of Christianity, or at least stereotypical of the whole. Christians must be defined by the worst of their kind, hypocrites, crusaders, and bigots. And when that fails because the listeners are capable of logical thought, then the God-haters will have to resort to making Christians look weird, awkward, fanatical, strange, and untouchable. Because Christianity cannot be proven to be genuinely harmful, people must be made to believe that it is divergent from the enlightened path. This is exactly what Bill 89 is doing. The 63 of 86 individuals who voted for Bill 89 want the Canadian people to see anyone who would stand against a child in their quote, a gender identity, as not only divergent, but harmful. And this is happening every day in America. In science, the nation believes we lack logic and reason. In politics, we are made to look old-fashioned and anti-progressive. People like Bill Nye are parading their pseudoscience as the only logical reasoning when it is, in fact, propaganda and lies. In psychological discussions, Christians who take the biblical approach to mental illness appear utterly asinine. In cultural forums, Christians are verbally eviscerated for rejecting culturally quote-unquote beneficial practices like abortion and homosexuality. And of course, in matters of philosophy, atheists try to convince the general populace that Christians are infantile and backward for believing in a supernatural deity. As I said earlier, there are countries in the world where it is legal not only for the government to kill Christians, but also for common citizens to get involved. There are countries in the United Nations that have made Christianity illegal. And of the three steps to making it legal to kill Christians in America, America's fully invested in the first and moving toward the second. I'm not going to provide a prediction or a timeline. I believe history does that just fine. But I will say that if Christians do not take this reality seriously, most of us will be completely blindsided when we discover that our faith in God is now illegal and punishable by death. However, I'm not suggesting we fear that day, but I am suggesting we do the following. Number one, obey the Bible. It'll be hard for people to believe that Christians need to be locked up if every Christian they know is more loving, respectful, gracious, honest, obedient, and forgiving than they. Sure, Christians in secular nations will still be the outliers, will be strange, but it'll be difficult to demonize us if we commit ourselves to God's plan of loving, truth-proclaiming, redemptive relationships. Being different isn't inherently bad, and the world knows that. Two, stand against professing believers who don't obey the Bible. Christianity will be easily demonized as more and more of us are characterized by hypocrisy, pedophilia, embezzling, adultery, hatred, legalism, violence, and vitriol. When a professing Christian falls into these sins, those of us who love the Lord must first confront the sinning brother in a biblically loving way. We cannot afford to ignore it. Peter did it. Paul did it. Christ did it. We must as well. 
And if the erring brother refuses to accept God's truth and repent, then we must act biblically and publicly remove that individual and his organization from the church, as is holding to Matthew 18, 15 through 17. If biblical Christians publicly reject places like Westboro Baptist Church, then biblical Christians cannot be lumped together with them. If Christians biblically condemn professing believers who blatantly disobey God's law, we testify to the public that those people do not deserve to define God's Christianity. And lastly, we need to trust the Lord. There is no reason to fear what man can do to us. They may take our freedoms, our children, and our lives, but they cannot take our spirits and our relationship with the Lord. Those will live on for all eternity with our great God and Savior. And God never promised that this life would be easy or comfortable. More often than not, we've been prepared to be hated and persecuted. We need to take that calling seriously. Of course, this doesn't mean we can't speak with our votes, influence the political system, or pray for revival in our countries. But we mustn't think that any of our governments are God's messengers to demand the world obey His commands. If God is gracious to give Christians peace in their nation, we will praise Him. And if He's gracious enough to give Christians persecution in their nation, we will continue to praise Him. I do believe there's hope for individual revival in America and for our families. I believe that by the grace and power of God, American Christians will still be able to share the truth even if we are persecuted for doing so. But I also believe there's still much to be done before we see the first American martyr. But it may not be long until we see the first Christian families in Canada stripped of their children and potentially charged with child abuse. May we not be silent. May we not be disobedient. Thank you.